Rising Champions, a podcast about the mental side of sports, featuring inspirational interviews with young rising athletes about their quest to win their personal championships. Hosted by Dr. Jason Novetsky of Champion Mindset Group, alongside radio personality Kyle Bogie. All right, there you go. Episode two of the Rising Champions podcast. I am Kyle Bogie. We got Dr. Jason Novetsky uh, with me as well. Looking forward to this one. We have an unbelievable golfer uh, that is going to be joining us, Shannon Kennedy uh, out of Marion High School, just a junior, already a state champion. Really looking forward to talking to her uh, in just a little bit. But um, Doc, I I want to, before we preview that, I want to jump right in on talking about the Last Dance documentary that, you know, certainly uh, just finished about a little over a week ago on ESPN, a 10-part series. It jumped around a lot. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know from a production standpoint whether or not I I thought it was the best thing in the world, but you can't help but fall in love with the stories and and the background and, you know, the the mental game. I think it's just a perfect thing for us to kind of get into. Michael Jordan is... A total freak. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's a competitive, you know, it's a great thing. It's also, I think, a little bit of a nightmare. And the way that he talked about being competitive, you know, sometimes you have to go to the dark side. It brings out a different, you know, mentality and a different personality almost. And I think you saw that with him. But I, what were some of your impressions as we kind of just, you know, start to get into the last dance and Michael Jordan in general? Yeah, I mean, I, Kyle, I always knew he was that elite of a competitor. I think everybody did. <laughs> but man, listening to him talk about those experiences and looking for anything, <laughs> just any little dark side thing that can just motivate him. Because I think what happens after so long of being a competitive athlete, you need those things. It's really hard to get motivated year after year, especially if after you've won quite a bit. It's like, you know, he could have stopped at three or four or five championships, (laughs) but to be able to push yourself to that level for that length of time, it just shows you what those kind of athletes have to go through. So yeah, I love the way he would look for any little slight that somebody gave him, whether it was a coach blowing him off in a restaurant or something a player said five years ago at a practice or in the media. And even if he had to make something up for crying out loud, you know, he, he literally lied about that one player that, that, <laughs> that he said something and he never said it. But he used that and put that in his mind to, to motivate him and push himself. I thought that was amazing. Well, and, you know, obviously, I think it was the last episode of the documentary as well, um, focusing on, you know, the, the end of the journey, the, the, literally the last dance when, yeah. you know, they beat the Jazz in 98 and it's game six, Scottie Pippen again. You know, what is it with Scottie Pippen in elimination games? I was he's got, against the, the Pistons, thing. he's got the, he's got yeah. the headache. Right. Uh, and then, you know, against the Jazz, all of a sudden his back is tightening up. But he doesn't have Scottie Pippen or at least the best version of Scottie Pippen. And so he knows, all right, I, I got to give it all. He of course, you know, had just a long season. He was being asked to play 45, 48 minutes, whatever it was, but being able to break through that and, and handle it and just make the plays when they mattered. It was the driving to the basket to score, to take the lead. It was the steal against Carl Malone. And then of course it was the iconic, you know, shot to win the game. Yeah being able to fight through that exhaustion and still come up huge, that, that's all mental, isn't it? It is. I mean, to have that mental discipline to block out how tired you are, the distractions, 
uh, of Scotty not being in the game. You know, he's, he could have easily said, oh, well, we're, we're going to have to do this in game seven. Like, <laughs> yeah. let's just do the best we can and see what happens. But he's like, no, um, we're going to win it tonight. And if I've got to put this team on my back, which he did often, you know, that's what he had to do. And I thought he said something really great. I even put it out on Instagram the other last night. I kind of quoted him and said, he said, why would I worry about a shot that I haven't taken yet? <laughs> and, and so that's the mentality that we always talk about of, of being in the moment and controlling what you can control. He's like, I'm not going to worry about things I can't control. So he couldn't control if Scotty was in the game or not, but he certainly could control how he responded to that situation and how he encouraged his teammates and put his team in the right position to, to give them the chance to win. You know, and, and the thing too is, and, and by the way, guys, please, uh, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, the Rising Champions uh, podcast, download, subscribe, share, uh, you know, make sure that uh, you do all of it. But the other thing for me was, you know, with, with Michael Jordan, it was so much about him, you know, overcoming things like he had. So he started his career and boom, first things first, he goes up against you know, the Boston Celtics. Then, mm -hmm. of course, it becomes the Pistons. There's always that, that next challenge and he would get knocked down he'd get swept he'd get beat up you know he would get to the weight room because he knew he had to adjust how he was going to play constantly having that motivation and always having goals I gotta believe is a huge mental barrier to break once you finally overcome it it is and then you got to do it again and, <laughs> and, and that's what he did so well so it was always the next hill to climb and like you said, he went through all those teams and he learned. And I thought what was very interesting, too, is he he learned what he needed to do, whether it was physically or mentally, you know, because he got involved with that trainer um, and, and he bulked up because the Pistons were throwing him around all over the floor. And he said, enough of this. I'm going to get stronger. Uh, and he always wanted to know why and what he was going to be able to do to get better. So, yeah, it, it was incredible mental fortitude uh, in addition to his amazing physical talents. But without the mental side that he, he cultivated over time, I don't think he would have been as successful as he was. You and I are going to talk um, a lot more about this as we, you know, continue to do this as the, the episodes kind of stack up and, you know, we continue to add interviews. But the, the envisioning, essentially, you hitting the shot, you making the play, you winning, you being the best at what you do. You watch the documentary and you go, this guy's the cockiest guy, you know, I've ever seen. I mean, it's, it's incredible. And I look at it the other way and I go, no, he just, that's what he is envisioning. You know, that he just, he knows, you know what, I can do this. I can make that shot. I can make that play. And you heard it um, in one of the episodes, I think after they won their sixth title, Phil Jackson came up to him or something in the, on the court as they're celebrating and he goes, can you believe it? And Michael looks at him and goes, I can't, you know, yeah. like, yeah. of course I, I, I can believe that, you know, that we were able to do this, whether it's a shot that he makes, whether it's a putt, you know, and all the betting that he does out there, mm -hmm. he always, always goes in knowing he's going to make it, even if sometimes he doesn't. And I find that fascinating. Yeah. He, it, you know, it's a concept we're going to talk a lot about in these interviews is this concept of identity. He believes he's the best in the world. <laughs> so therefore he acts that way. And when you believe in yourself so much, you have no choice but to respond and act in accordance with your beliefs. And we all behave and perform based on who we believe about ourselves. So if he believes I'm the, I'm the greatest of all time and this is what I do and I believe we're going to win, therefore my, my behaviors have to back that up. And, and that's now, hard for a lot of people, Kyle, because you mm -hmm. take a risk, right? You put yourself out there and what if it doesn't work out? And you break your own heart or you get let down. Well, I always tell my athletes, well, I'd rather feel that way than have the regret of not trying. 
Oh, hundred percent. And, you know, I know we got to get to, um, you know, Shannon here and I want to make sure we, we dedicate uh, a little bit of time to, uh, to preview that interview, looking forward mm-hmm. to it. But um, a- along those lines too, and you, you kind of mentioned it, always being on to the next thing. You know, some people have that mentality of, okay, what's next? You know, that was great. Yeah, sure. Okay, awesome. But we got to win another championship, whatever it might be. I think Michael had at least a little bit of a balance where, yes, he always wanted to have the next one and find a way to do it. But judging by the cigars and the celebrations that he had, he certainly enjoyed himself, um, you know, in the moment. There's got to be a balance with that where you, you want to be, continue to be motivated and continue to have that chip and finding what's next. But you also want to make sure you're, you're patting yourself on the back and, and, you know, being satisfied a little bit with your accomplishments, right? Yeah. I think the great ones, I wouldn't even say they have balance. I think they, they're certainly one-sided when it comes to being a dominant athlete. Uh, they will celebrate. And boy, when they celebrate, they go all in. <laughs> you can see. Uh, but then, like, the next day, it's on to the next season. And I think that's what makes them really stand out from the others. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, let's, uh, before we get to Shannon Kennedy here, I want to give you, you know, a second to kind of get into what she's all about. A uh, state champion golfer uh, at Marion and uh, we're both golf guys. Uh, yeah, you certainly know that. So I- I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, I'm really excited to have Shannon on. She's a great kid. Uh, she's a true warrior. Um, what a competitor. What a great mentality. She had a lot of success early on. She's an incredible athlete. Um, and she won the state championships as a freshman. And so lots of expectations, right? Uh, so now what are you going to do? You're going to back that up. And I think, uh, as she'll probably tell us, she kind of felt that pressure. Uh, if everybody's talking about me, everybody's expecting me to do certain things. And I think that got to her uh, the next year. Uh, and so that's when we started connecting. Uh, how is she going to overcome that pressure, focus on what she can control, which will be the ongoing theme throughout these episodes. Uh, and then she was able to turn it around and win another state championship and then uh, on to bigger and better things as we'll, we'll hear from her. So I'm really looking forward to having Shannon on. All right. Excited to get to that. Again, guys, uh, the Rising Champions podcast, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, download, subscribe, give your feedback, share, um, you know, and of course, uh, listen to us. So uh, with that, Doc, let's go ahead and get to Shannon Kennedy. All right. Well, here we go. Uh, Shannon Kennedy joining us here on the Rising Champions podcast. And again, you can find it on Spotify, Apple, download it, share it, subscribe, please go ahead and rate us. Uh, Kyle Bogey still with you along with Dr. Jason Novetsky and uh, Shannon. We really appreciate you you joining us for a few minutes. Can't wait to uh, discuss something that is obviously huge right now. And that is the game of golf and you yourself, a state champion here in the state of Michigan. Got to feel good to have that next to your title, right? Yeah, seriously. It's awesome. So Shannon, we're really excited to have you on. Uh, There's so much that you can share with us that, you know, we can pass on to other rising athletes in this area. So tell, tell us both a little bit about how we came to, to know each other and and how that started. So, um, a couple, two, we'll say two summers ago, I kind of started struggling a little bit with the mental side of the game. I mean, I went from shooting in the low seventies to not even be able to break 80. And so my dad and I started talking and we were talking about reaching out for some to, for some mental help and get some work on that side of the game because nothing is wrong with my swing. And I was like, every time I would look over the ball, I just didn't feel confident. And so when Dr. Jason and I met, we decided to start talking about like some strategies to get that side of the game going. 
how do you go about, I guess, determining when it's a, a physical fix with the swing and when it is something where you're overthinking it or you're, you're lacking in confidence? I guess, how did you both kind of go about maneuvering that to, to find that answer? Well, I think like Shannon said, she knew there was nothing physically wrong with her swing. You know, when she hit the ball, she hit the ball well. Uh, but, you know, she just said it, you know, she just didn't feel confident. So we knew right then and there that we had to start managing that confidence a lot better. And, and we talked a lot about confidence. And, you know, I would ask her questions like, is confidence a thought or a feeling? You know, and, and we had to come to an agreement that it's really more of a thought process than a feeling. A lot of people would jump right to it. Confidence is a feeling. Well, before you feel, you think. And so once she started to understand that, then we said, okay, now we can manage our thoughts a lot better than we can manage our feelings. So we talked about the importance of body language and posture. We talked about visualization. We talked about self-talk and preparation, mental and physical preparation, and also past success, which she had a lot of. And so she could draw on that past success. So Shannon, I'm curious, you know, what do you think you took away most maybe from that, that discussion we had about confidence? Um, I think definitely like being able to know that that player was still there and knowing that I had that past success so I can get there again, like knowing that it doesn't just disappear. And I think that I've definitely built that back up. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of golfers out there who are going to, to listen to this or, you know, potentially watch this and go, Oh, she couldn't break 80. Ho hum. I feel so bad for her. There's a lot of golfers that would right. kill, you know, to break 80. Um, you know, so for you, your expectations, obviously a lot higher, um, you know, and, and deservedly so because of what you've accomplished. But, um, you know, w when you did get to that point, you're like, wow, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not where I need to be. I'm not, you know, playing as well as I need to. Um, how much of a toll does that take on you off the course and you're thinking about it, you know, away from the game? I mean, it was, I definitely struggle with it. I mean, it was a full summer of just not like, I didn't have a good summer off the course too, because I mean, golf's my life. I love golf and mm -hmm. I'm playing good golf. Everything's good. And when I'm not playing good golf, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true golfer. <laughs> yeah, And I think that's what we need. We needed to work on that. And I think it's still a work in progress that, you know, we talked a lot about not letting your score define you as a person. And, and I think Shannon will probably speak to that, that she took a lot of those feelings home with her on, you know, from the course to home. And it was, it was uh, wreaking havoc with her personally as well. Would you agree, Shannon? Absolutely. Yeah. And we talked about how people aren't going to remember what you shot, but they're going to say she was an awesome person. And we definitely worked a lot, like a lot about that. And that really helped me. Yeah, yeah, we watched this video together. Together, I'm going to give a shout out to Mr. Brett Ledbetter. He's a performance coach too, uh, down in Florida, and you know he talks a lot about person over player, and and really emphasizing the type of person that Shannon wants to be, not just a player. So when other young girls come out and watch her play, you know she wants them to take away that she's a great person in addition to being a great player. So that was crucial, and you know for her development as well. So. Early on, um, how did you get into the game of golf? How did you, you know, fall in love with it? I, I actually, uh, I'm, I'm a new dad uh, to, to a little girl, hashtag girl dad. So <laughs> I, I already have like a little set of plastic clubs and I'm going to try, you know, try and let her just start to play with them and hope that, you know, good things happen. But for you, um, you know, I guess, how did that get started, falling in love with the game? Um, my dad introduced me to golf and nice. when I was, <laughs> when I was younger, um, I grew up at like Detroit golf club. So my dad would kind of 
I mean, my dad worked all the time, so he would drop me and my brother and uh, our neighbors down the street down at um, Detroit Golf Club at like eight in the morning for junior golf. And we would just play until literally like 5 p.m. and then get picked up. And so, I mean, I was playing with three, my neighbors are three, three older boys and my brother is uh, much older than me. And so I think that kind of like, I wanted to be like better than them. And I was a little girl. <laughs> so that kind of got me into it. I just get, became obsessed with golf and said, I want to get better. That's great. Yeah. So talk us through these last couple seasons for you. Um, you know, you've had some amazing accomplishments, kind of a little bit of ups and downs. Uh, maybe take us from the beginning of freshman year at Marion and, and what happened there and then and following leading up to what's just transpired uh, lately. Um, freshman year, I, my freshman year summer, I was playing good golf and I was, I was kind of nervous to start, start high school golf. I wasn't really sure like what it would be like. I've never, never played on a golf team. And mm. then I, um, got to Marion and everyone on the team was so awesome. And I played a pretty good season and then it got to the state finals and I, um, I ended up winning, but like, I didn't understand that I was had a shot at winning until I was on like the 16th hole of the second day like I didn't even think about being able to like win I kind of just put it out of my mind and was like I want to help the team and I ended up winning and then from there it's kind of when my mental struggles started because Mm -hmm. I had all this pressure on me like she won as a freshman she's gonna do it again and then I had a terrible like I didn't have a great summer. I didn't have an awesome next high school season. Didn't accomplish any of the things I wanted to accomplish. Took third at States, which is fine, but I was definitely feeling the pressure of you have to win, and that's kind of a lot. And then Coach and I started working together, um, we'll say like a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. Kind of built that mental strength up and then – I had a tough summer. We were kind of working through it. And then this high school season, I kind of put it all together. And then I won states, and we actually won as a team, too. Yeah, and I had the, the, pleasure, yeah, the honor and the pleasure of also working with Shannon's team this past year. So it was a double win for, for everybody. You know, they won as a team, and Shannon won as an individual. And uh, out of that came some amazing news. So, Shannon, you want to let us know what, what really came from, from all that? All your hard work and dedication has paid off? Yeah, I re- received a spot to play at Michigan State, so I'm going to go do that in uh, the fall of 2021, which was my goal to play Division One college golf. Congratulations. It's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So that'll be a, a whole nother set of challenges. You said you, you talked yeah. about, um, you know, the, the mental grind of thinking about playing high school golf. Now it's division one, you know, college golf. Um, you know, have you even fathomed thinking about something like that? You don't want to get too far ahead of yourself, but you got to be excited, you know, about that challenge. Yeah, no, I definitely think about it every day and I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready <laughs> to get to work and just get, see how truly good I can get. I mean, they're the best of the best. So. Yeah. So Shannon, share with us some of the mental strategies that you really, you know, look to, to help you through dealing with that pressure on and off the course, uh, you know, that we worked on or things you developed on your own as well, just so you can share with the audience, like what are some things that they can, they can use as well to become a better golfer? A big thing that we worked on was um, 
recognize the, recognizing the bad thoughts and knowing that they're okay, but you just have to recognize that they're there and accept them and kind of say, okay, I'm thinking about something bad that's going to happen, but I haven't even swung yet. So recognizing it before and saying, calming yourself down, breathing, and then visualization was obviously a huge one for me. Yeah. So we talked a lot about those mental traps as you're referring to, you know, things we can't control. So, you know, Kyle, I know this happens with you on the course all the time. So every time. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> we have to learn to really, you know, just acknowledge those mental traps, right, Shannon. So, and then learn how to replace them with what we call performance statements. So Shannon and I would talk a lot about what do you need to do uh, in this situation to, to get the ball where you want it to go. So we focus on the importance of visualization, as she, sa as she said. Uh, we talked about routines to get us set up and into the present moment. And, and Shannon has a great story to share about visualization. We worked on something the day before states. So I'm going to let you tell the story, Shannon, because you were there. <laughs> so, yeah, Coach and I met, as you said, the day before states. And mm -hmm. towards the end of our session, he said, okay, I want you to visualize – the, my stage right Grand Valley. So I want you to visualize the 18th hole at Grand Valley. Imagine that you're need to make birdie here or something like that. And so literally the exact same situation. He said, visualize yourself, hit it into the middle of fairway and visualize yourself, hit a seven iron to about six feet and then <laughs> visualize the putt. And so I was closing my eyes in the room. I was visualizing it. So I got to the 18th hole on the day of states and I did two stroke lead when I was teeing off on the 18th hole and I kid you not I saw the shot I saw the exact same shot and I saw it hit the fairway and then I got up there and I was like wow like that's crazy <laughs> and then I shot the shot the pin and it was about 160 out and I was like wow it's a perfect seven iron for me <laughs> so I pulled out my seven iron and I hit the shot went super high in the air right to six feet and then uh I made the putt, which was basically exactly how we drew it up. <laughs> yeah, she literally texted me after the round. She's like, you're not going to believe what just happened. I was, I was like, <laughs> I was celebrating with my teammates. But in the back of my head, I'm like, coach, he's going to go crazy. just <laughs> 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 happened. Yeah, I was so happy for her. She worked so hard, you know, to, to deal with that pressure of, of being the winner and, you know, what everybody else was expecting of her. And she was able to set it aside and – use all the strategies that we worked so hard on in the office and with her team, uh, you know, to overcome those things and, you know, success followed. So it just shows that, you know, when you really do dedicate yourself deliberately to the mental training, in addition to all the physical hard work that she's put in uh, and have a good attitude while you're doing it as well. And obviously she has great support system with her family and, you know, access to coaches and things. And, it, you know, she's got the complete package going on. So uh, it, it really did uh, fulfill itself and the destiny that she wanted. So I'm really super proud for her. So what, what you guys are telling me is that when I'm, you know, on the tee box, I need to stop saying to myself, okay, where can I miss, you know? <laughs> Basically, yeah. I, I, need, I need to start thinking about just splitting the fairway and nothing else, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to work on that, I guess, moving forward. Uh, Shannon, can you, like, if you had to give one piece of advice, okay, to the average golfer out there, myself, um, you know, any of the other, you know, guys, girls, you know, people that just like to play the game, you know, recreationally, what, what piece of advice or, you know, mental advice, I guess, you know, would you give to us, us average golfers? Um, never give up, basically. In my, I mean, you heard in my experience that, 
golf can either be very fun or terrible. And sometimes you just want to get off the golf course, but <laughs> it can <fun>. relate. <laughs> I mean, it's such a rewarding game if you work hard at it. So stick with it. Well said. Well said. So Shannon, what's next for you? We know you're going to Michigan State, but obviously uh, we're in the we're still in the midst of this coronavirus thing. And uh, so, what's the plans? Uh, are you going to be playing able to play this summer? And looking forward to the fall. What, what's up next for Shannon Kennedy? Uh, yeah, I mean, as of right now, my summer tournaments are on, so I've been playing every day, getting ready for those, and I'm getting excited, getting my mental mental game in shape, and just trying to stay positive and keep getting on the golf course. Okay, and we got one more year to go, right? One more year of high school, Marion yep. High School in Michigan, and then off to Michigan State University for the Spartans, and yep. not to fulfill her dream of playing Division One golf. <laughs> Love it. Be unbelievable. Uh, really quick here, I guess you know one one last question, just because uh, it it really comes to mind. But you know, somebody that you're inspired by is there? A, you know, uh, a female pro? Uh, you know, one of the, the the guys? You know, pro golfers or anyone you grew up just idolizing that you know you've really almost tried to emulate you know your your game after Brooks Kepka because I think he's just like he's a mental beast like he doesn't <laughs> thanks <laughs> yeah now Never, do, do you I play as fast as Brooks nephew. does what do, do you play as fast Probably as Brooks yeah. does as well yeah <laughs> yeah wow he just gets what? on with it <laughs> <laughs> so do you, you obviously want to see the game of golf uh you know kind of go towards the uh the brooks brooks method of Absolutely. speeding it up yeah <laughs> yes i think everyone will nice. enjoy it much more <laughs> yeah i love it all right well shannon uh we really appreciate it um if you can where, where can we find you where can people find you on social media to kind of you know follow your journey and and watch you as you go off um you know to, to michigan state a little over a year from now um, you can follow my Instagram. It's Shannon Kennedy 71. And then my Twitter is Shannon Ken seven. If anyone wants to know. <laughs> awesome. All right, cool. Well, we look forward to following your journey. Uh, we, we appreciate you coming on best of luck. Uh, you know, obviously, and I'll, I'll work on, uh, the, the mental approach to the game. So maybe I can break 80 a little bit more often. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We'll get them Thank there, you. Shannon. We'll get them there. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate Thanks, Shannon. Great to see you. Thank you guys for having me. You bet. Thank you for listening to the Rising Champions podcast. Please subscribe and join us again next week for another episode.